1: hello friends we're back again it's fightful.com it's april 27 2023 it's time for your impact post show i am actual pearl and as always after a wonderful impact the final episode in toronto of the tapings i am joined by my number one my rider die my favorite. it's cresta star cresta how you doing
2: I am so hopped up on sugar, number one. And number two, I am almost at singularity. My birthday is Tuesday, and I'm almost at peak jabroni form. So I'm excited to talk about wrestling. I'm also super excited that if the rumors are true, I get to cover formerly Naomi Trinity Fatu in Impact Wrestling. And I hate to quote Bobby Fish, but where's the lie? I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
1: Earlier this week, for those who may not have seen it, or maybe you're not subscribed to FIFA Select, the best $5 in the business. We'll talk more about FIFA Select later. The uh, report is the big, big surprise that Impact has been talking about at their Chicago tapings that start tomorrow night is Trinity Fatu is going to be making her debut. The former Naomi in WWE may be landing in Impact Wrestling, and not just for one of those special, you know, guest appearance deals that you and i talk about Cresta, mm-hmm. it's one of those gonna be there for a little while could be six months it could be the mia yim deal remember when mia yim yes. showed up and she just did a six month stint could be one of those and i wouldn't be upset if it is because you come in you make an impact pardon the pun and then you move on to whatever you do or you stick around if you're having fun wherever the wind takes you but if it's trinity and she's making her debut and impact this week man i'm jazzed to talk about that just
2: like you are I cannot wait, because in my mind, Deanna Peraza versus Trinity, Jordan Grace versus Trinity. I don't want to see this match because I, I'm squeamish, but Masha Slamovich versus Trinity. There's so many matches there that my mind is like, do, 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 And, 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 Impact works for AEW. AEW works for New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, it can it's more of a possibility with her being there than being in the Fed.
1: Okay, yes. However, the AEW connection hasn't really been there for a little while. So I think it's more likely that you'll see Impact and New Japan continue what they're doing. Which they are, because they're doing a show in August called uh, Multiverse United 2, For Whom the Bell Tolls. It'll be in Philadelphia. So there you go. You're not too far from Philly. You can go over and uh, check that out. Really, what I'm most excited about when it comes to having Trinity in Impact potentially is that this is going to be a different wrestler than Naomi. This mm-hmm. is different. She has never been outside of the WWE circuit. This is going to be Trinity on her own, getting herself over and doing things differently, doing it her way. I'm really, really excited for that possibility and what that brings. And, you know, I know you're not a huge, like, deathmatch girl. You're not big into the the squeamish. You get squeamish around mm-hmm. the guts. I get it. But like I kind of want to see Trinity try to go hardcore a couple times.
2: I would just like to see her be, I guess, different, only be like largely because I've seen what impact has done for Khan. I've seen what it's done for who else? Who else? Um I'm trying to think of was someone who was in the Fed. And then when they came to WW, when they came even Bobby Fish, <laughs> even and Bobby Fish had a great display in nxt but like i see what impact can do it can really change your image change they have done it for kurt angle come on now like people will go to impact change who they are or what your misconception is and come out as super i mean if if naomi is capable of brock lesnar wrestling and this whole time they had her doing all this other stuff i think i too am gonna go to connecticut and be like this
1: There's one name, one name that I think about with the rehab, and that is W Morrissey.
2: Yes, I see that in that chat too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Big Bill, Steve Macklin is, of course, another one, the current Impact World Champion. I forget Nobody that
2: would've... he was in Forgotten Sons. He's so good in this role.
1: That's right. No one would have expected it. Deonna Purrazzo was WWE developmental. I don't count it as much. Chelsea but, Green, well, too. Chelsea Green's another one. A lot of people make stops in Impact as a career builder. For some, mm-hmm. it's a like career resurgence. Uh, there are plenty of opportunities to see more and more talent cross over to, to Impact because it's still a nationally televised program. It's still very popular with a lot of people. Uh, it's Listen, it's not AEW. I get it. But at the same time, the company, no other company has been running for 20 plus years and continues to have at least some sort of cachet. Mm-hmm. That them, And they continue to bring people in. And they'll, you know, they'll bring in the right talent for the right cause. And if she's yeah. the right girl right now, I'm all for it. This is... I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's a game changer. It's this and that. I, I'm not going to go as far as to tell you it's a game changer if Trinity is making her debut with Impact. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that this is a huge opportunity for Impact to hopefully widen their viewership again, uh, especially with certain subsets of an audience. You know, people are making fun saying the diva stands are going to come run into Impact. That's fine by me. Sure.
2: More eyes on the product. Why not? Yeah, you may say it's a joke to other people come in, but what if they like it?
1: Yeah, so there's that part. And also, you know, Impact has long been needing something to re-energize them. Mm-hmm. And and bringing in someone who who at one point was a, a big newsmaker along with Mercedes Monet, that, that's a pretty big landing. Because Trinity hasn't shown up anywhere else. She hasn't spoken anywhere else. She's been keeping to herself. She hasn't given interviews. She mm-hmm. has been largely... You know nothing in wrestling other than a few appearances at Comic Cons, her landing an impact and being given a live mic and just just talking might even be enough. But of course, she'll. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. We'll keep an eye on it over the weekend. I'm sure that if and when it happens, we'll be uh, we'll be reporting on it over at Uh I'm working my ass off to get the first trinity fatu interview when an opportunity arises i doubt I, I, would. I would put it out there but we'll see um by the way if you haven't yet Fifle overbooked if you want to see interviews with diana perrazzo and you want to see interviews with steve macklin and a ton of other talent in and out of the wrestling game go check out in the weeds it's a new show that jeremy lambert and i are doing every monday wednesday and friday from 10 a.m eastern until noon we talk about wrestling news and we have an interview and we just chat away for a good 2 hours. It's a morning show. That's what we do. Mm. Crystal, you love the morning, right?
2: I mean, for the right price.
1: I hear you. I really do.
2: I mean, it- I have to. <laughs> Well, let's
1: start with our good pal George Iceman, who, by the way, wants you to follow him on Twitter now at I Am Iceman. Uh, that was not now let in me
2: go that right now.
1: That was his. That was his request from BTI. Uh, he brings up the whole Trinity thing. He doesn't say it's Trinity. He says he spokes his nose around, and if it's true, this big reveal, this big surprise, is going to shock the entire wrestling world. And then he makes his final plug: If you're in Chicago, you're going to see something special this weekend. Mm-hmm. Why not? That's what he's told to say. He's going to say it, and he does a good job at it. Opening match, Kenny King versus Channing Decker. I'm biased because I am frequently at Channing Decker's Greek Town Wrestling. I frequently see Channing Decker. And, you know, by all accounts, I uh, attend to shows and, and do stuff uh, with that show. When I'm usually perched in a church kitchen waiting for talent to come and interview with us. Yes, that's what we do. Anyway, this match ruled. I had a lot of fun watching it. I'm very curious, Cressida, to hear your Uh, Your feelings about this match as someone who doesn't see someone like Channing Decker very often, but of course we see Kenny King frequently on Impact Wrestling.
2: I loved the whole crowd. No matter what Kenny King did, that crowd was like, we don't care. We love Channing. Gia Miller saying, oh, man, I thought it was Channing Tatum. That's what I wanted to call this young man all night because she said that. Gia Miller has gotten, I don't want to say she was bad on commentary before, but every week I find her more and more and more enjoyable. And I already like her. She took me out tonight. Kenny was just di- disrespectfully wrestling this guy, like he didn't take him seriously. And then you'll see that again in the backstage segment. But it was a good match, it was a stiff match. Channy was not giving Kenny like, I'm not a jobber, I'm not local, I'm not local talent. And when they said Greek town, I'm like, where is Joel? I'm looking for him. I know he's here. <laughs> you, could,
1: you weren't gonna see me in the audience. I was I was tucked away. Uh you had to you had to like squint your eyes real tight just to find me. <laughs> the only way you could find me is if the crane cam, the jib cam, was oh. like doing a big sweeping shot. Otherwise, you weren't gonna see me. I was I was hidden in the VIP section that was like just past the seats.
2: Say you in the corner with your camera like this, the old timey camera.
1: Yeah, just crank. Just, I was about to say, yeah, just crank him one out. But no,
2: <laughs> the old timey. Like I got you in my sights, Moose. <laughs> you're not getting away from me this time, Rosemary.
1: <laughs> anyway, I did get some good photos, but uh, yeah, Decker. Like you said, Decker's very over because it is Toronto. He there uh-huh. was a large breakdown contingent there for him, which was cool. Um, I like that. Gia basically ran down his wikipedia and instagram and just said oh he frequents greek town wrestling it's not like he owns the place but okay uh kenny king with a big top rope torneo i like this because right as he does it he overhears tom hannafin and gm miller talking about nick aldis so what does king do he runs up to them and says, why are you talking about Nick Aldis? Why aren't you talking about Kenny King? And I thought the timing was perfect. And obviously, it's going to set up what we're going to talk about later. Good amount of back and forth with two men in the, in the middle of the match. Uh, Decker hits a top rope dive, gets the crowd going. Uh, sorry, it's a middle rope dive. And then he goes to the top. He hits that uh, crossbody. King rolls through, hits the Royal Flush, gets the win. Kenny King beats Channing Decker in a pretty even match. But it was a good way to open up the show. Sorry, my eyes are on fire.
2: No, you're totally fine. I don't want you to die because if you die, who's going to lead this show? I don't <laughs> This is off the rails. Um, while you get yourself together, I will also add that that last sequence of the roll through catch from King into the Royal Flush was so fluid. And I saw quite a bit of that tonight. Um, especially in the knockouts matches where there was a lot of roly-poly or turning around. And next thing you know, the person rolled through into a submission or into a pin and the match was over. So I, I think tonight was the night of fluid motion brought to you by impact wrestling.
1: By the way, if you want some fluid motion, you can go ahead and show us a super chat over in the bottom of your youtube.com slash fightful screen, any amount get your question or statement read on the air, or you can send us a humper chat at humperchats.com. Why, when, how, tell them.
2: Why? Because we get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds. It keeps the lights on. It keeps Sean happy. It keeps us happy. Where? Humperchats.com. That's humperchats.com. Ding. Because you love us. That wasn't part of the W's, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Any amount gets your question read on air. We'll read it and we'll give you our commentary. Unsolicited advice, or sol- I mean, I guess it's solicited because you paid for it. Humperchats.com.
1: Do you know Steve Macklin wants to fight me?
2: I mean, I would it's like you? to see it. No. <laughs> I'm setting you up. I'm it's setting you up.
1: You. You. You, you called him generic, and now he thinks it's I said that he was generic.
2: I didn't even say he was generic. I was just reading. I feel like the me-seeks. How did I drag you into this? They dragged me into this. Somebody said in chat that if you built a wrestler, Austin Theory and Steve Macklin is what they look like. I just read chat. Listen. I'll make it fair. If it was me, I'll be that Steve Macklin. I'm the guy you want to beat up. But if I have to wrestle your wife, all she gotta do is grab my hand. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. all You'll be tapped look away. at me.
2: She can finger poke me a doom, and, <laughs> and
1: we're done. That's it. Oh, gone forever. Go check out I'll that video. I'll Go take ahead. the
2: smoke from you. Right. It's me, Macklin. I'm sorry. It's not Joel. Leave my friend alone.
1: <laughs> Man, if Fightful wants to send me to London for for the show. In a couple of weeks, London, Ontario, I will consider going just so that Steve Macklin can try to beat my ass.
2: I feel like somehow this would end up as a clip on Fifell's TikTok of you in a headlock by Steve Macklin.
1: Yep. <laughs> and the whole lead up is me trying to talk trash and then Steve being like, what's up? And I'll be like,
2: nice to see you, sir. Like, I didn't even say that. That was Crest the Star. Macklin pulls up on you. Hey, nice to meet you. Oh, God. God. <laughs> What's
1: funnier is that in the interview, when when pressed about it, I was like, I didn't say that. Chris has said that. He's like, yeah, and? and I'm like, I guess I am the host. I should probably keep everyone in check.
2: <laughs> what do so you want? It's call? your fault.
1: That's what it boils down <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it. This, this is all my fault. Anyway, Impact opens up with the banger between Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich. So, originally, this match was going to be Killer Kelly versus Masha Slamovich at the tapings. Mm. What happened was uh kelly says she had a cyst that kind of ruptured and kept her out for the night but that she's feeling better and we'll talk about that later because kelly ended up challenging masha which by the way i think this way of doing it leading up to this is a much better deal than just doing this match cold i'm happier seeing masha and kelly down the line this jordan grace versus masha slamovich match while it was jordan grace getting her win back after rebellion put Masha back in the losers column for a second time in a row. And I wasn't super big on that, but, but okay, they also made both women look good. So yes. I can't be super upset in the win loss world. I don't like it in the way the match went. I'm fine with it. I understand it. Uh, we can go beat by beat, but what do you think of grace versus Slimevich?
2: I mean, I don't think I think that Grace and Samovich are one of those people that again in that column where no matter who wins or loses, they're both going to be fine. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. And part of me was like, so we pick him back up, run it back. But I do feel like it might be time for both of these women to move on to the, both of them should be chasing after Diana at this point. Grace just had her turn. But now, like you said, if we're looking at wins and losses, it now knocks Masha back down a peg. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. I Anytime I get to see Masha Samovich and Jordan Grace wrestle, big, meaty women slapping me. So it was a good match. It was a good match. A lot of reversals. There was a, there was a snow pile. A snow, wait, snow pile? I know snow the name. Plow. Snow plow. Snow plow. There was a Grace Driver's a muscle buster. And Jordan Grace's muscle busters really look like it busts your muscles. No joke. Her and Samoa Joe's always look gnarly. So I thought the match was great. What did you think about it overall? I mean, well, beat by beat, I guess.
1: It, it was it was solid, and they uh-huh. did kick out of each other's big moves. She kicks out of a grace driver. Does Masha Slamovich? You know, Masha uh, Jordan kicks out of Masha Snowplow. There's a whole lot going on. Uh, the I'd like the sleeper spot where Jordan gets a sleeper in on Masha. Masha turns it into a near fall, rolls it up, and then locks in her own sleeper coming out of it. And then eventually she gets both women up, and she hits like this weird cradle trap German suplex thing, and mm. it was so well executed gets a 2.9, and then the finish, it's so simple, and this is why I can't be upset with the outcome. It was just pinfall reversals, and Jordan yeah. just sat down a little deeper on the last one. That's all it is, and for that, I understand it. Like it, It's a really good even match. Both women look strong. Grace just happens to get the win because she dug in a little bit deeper when yeah. they were doing all those reversals. For that, I get why they did it, and I don't hate it. I just hope that Masha has something coming through because how many times have we been talking about Masha Slamovic? She's she's on the up and up. She's coming up. She's going to get that big win. She had a bunch of world title matches, knockout world title matches, and she didn't win. Eventually, it's going to have to be either she gets that win or we go away from it. And she goes
2: down. No, I agree. I also will say that, though, though the one count of them rolling back and forth back and forth back and forth you could even say like we said she had to dig down a little deeper that's tiring having to push like both of these women are i made Joseph say big meaty women but that's muscle that's a lot of weight to keep rolling up rolling over rolling over rolling over um later on in the show killer kelly does say that she wants to play with masha slamovich and i do see if they decide to do a Masha versus Jordan Grace again, maybe like just an uh, exhibition match, I could see Killer Kelly being like, hey, what you doing, girl? I like you. And that might keep Kelly, I mean, Masha and Grace away from each other.
1: I have so many theories, and we got to wait until the end of the show and the main event.
2: Talk. Oh, don't worry. Tonight, I found my conspiracy theory helmet. <laughs> Yeah, we're
1: going in <laughs> and it gets HBO so get ready for it uh let's go real quick to this Nick Aldis video package so there you go Cresta last week you were saying that mm-hmm. you weren't very familiar with Nick Aldis's time in TNA and in wrestling and uh it was a really good catch-up package however it was very cheesy and very like 2010 TNA production you had like the the deep, serious voice telling you all about the accolades of Nick Aldis, babyface world champion. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, this is really good, but this is real hokey. What do you think of this package? Because, again, you're new to Nick Aldis in Impact Wrestling World. What Did it catch you up? Did it make sense?
2: It did make sense. I really liked how he, I guess the, the, the whole phrase of, I left Impact to see... If Nick Aldis was over or Brutus Magnus was over. I did do a little research. The character was a, was a choice. Was, but the wrestling was there. The, I mean, everything was there. But the gimmick was. And even then, I got to give credit where credit is due. For the gimmick being a choice, he still got over for all intents and purposes. You can't be mad at it. Yeah, like you can't be mad at it. Like sometimes people take bad gimmicks and turn it into gold. And I can understand someone like him wanting to be taken seriously, but I'm a, a gladiator named Brutus Magnus. I can understand the disconnect. I, I and to me, he, he had the look, he was great. And, um, that didn't come up yet, but I was thinking too with the Kazarian interview that comes on later I was wondering like did you also leave for some of the same reasons Kazarian left knowing you're a star knowing you're this and if you feel like there are people coming in to step on your toes who maybe their son has said or whatever they whatever you want to say you know it can feel frustrating I I think that Nick Aldis going away coming back I like that old like he said I like him traveling like Ric Flair that old wrestler look with the three-piece suit when you see him and he does his interviews but in the ring it's all is all straight to the point I think he's great I completely understand his motivation now for going away and coming back much like Frankie Kazarian I think Brutus said he held it to the TNA world title at the time and then he, I think he held the X division a bunch of stuff and then he left I get it but if you want to come back and win the big one under who you are now the NWA cha- champion Nick Aldis former NWA champion makes complete sense I think it's a great it's a great story.
1: So Nick Aldis is – okay. It's it's worth noting. So so first of all, I do I, – I will say this. So Nick never won the X Division Championship, Kazarian did. Uh, okay, sorry. I was Nick, mixing up their things. Yeah, yeah no, and that's the thing. So they did two very weird promos, mm-hmm. which were um, I left to go bet on myself, and then I came back. Yeah. Now Nick Aldis is – Thirty-six years old, Frankie Kazarian is older than that, probably by about ten years, maybe a little bit more. When when Frankie left, it was because he was undervalued. Mm. When Nick left, he was just not getting anywhere. He he had to climb the mountaintop by the time so much was given to him by the time he was in his early twenties, mid twenties. So for him, it was like I got to do something else. Yeah, and he had just kind of. Finished. It was done. He didn't need to be there anymore. The person who loved him the most was 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 Dixie Carter, you know. And Dixie was on the outs at TNA at the at that point, and it was just like we're moving on. So Nick wanted to go and and figure out what comes next. I think he was at the down the downturn on his TNA career. Okay. Um. Now he's back. I'm I'm wondering what they do. It feels like slammiversary is the play for aldous versus macklin i think we get there by doing king versus aldous at under siege in okay. Mack- or they'll do it at against all odds in june because slammiversary is in july so i don't know if aldous wants to come to canada is what i'm saying come back to canada
2: <laughs> i mean but even if so like i'm gonna give macklin his flowers Okay. Uh, why would Macklin lose that? You know what I mean. It don't matter where it happened. Why would uh, why wouldn't Macklin lose that?
1: Well, that's the thing. I would like to see Macklin hold the Impact World Championship for a while. I think mm-hmm. he's something that that is well deserved. I think he Agreed. is. I think he is potentially going to gain a lot from it, and I think Impact is going to gain a lot from having a top heel on the brand with that title. Agreed. I also think that they might do multiple matches between Nick Aldis and Steve Macklin for the championship. That's fine. Do a best of three.
2: I just don't Fair. think
1: this needs to win the world championship, at least not for a little while.
2: Yeah, no, because like Macklin right now, him doing this, on super American gimmick is, Oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I don't know how that's going to work outside of Canada, but it's pretty funny. Um, But honestly, in the past year, him and Speedball have put in the work and they deserve all their accolades. And he is someone that even if he doesn't have a Josh Alexander run, he deserves a long, lengthy or at least banger at the banger match run. He deserves that. Absolutely. He deserves that. He deserves that. Even tapping out to Kushida, he deserves it.
1: So we'll talk about Steve Macklin because his promo's next. First, G-Bro sent us a super chat during the crossover. Says, if y'all kidnap Steven Jensen, you can own Thursdays. Well, Steven Jensen is a busy, busy man. So I don't know if we can do that. But uh, he joins us whenever there's an Impact pay-per-view. Not a special, but the pay-per-view. So you'll see him doing post-Impact stuff for Hard to Kill, for Slammiversary, for Rebellion, for Bound for Glory. And I think that's it. Those are the four. So there you go.
2: If we're real lucky and he blesses us with his time, maybe another one.
1: <laughs> yeah, if there's like a big match or a big event that he really wants to profile, he knows he's welcome. He gets the link for all of these big shows. Really big show. Sorry, I'm old. Uh, Joe Hendry has a broken nose. They they announced that on the show. Hopefully he gets better soon. Um, say his name and
2: he, he won't appear right now. He won't
1: appear right now. So
2: appear right now. You broke the magic genie lamp. <laughs>
1: Steve Macklin comes out. He says, Last week, PCO wanted to catch me off guard, and he did. So I made a tactical decision to retreat. It was a tactical retreat. He says, I'm no coward. So why would I wait until under siege? PCO right here, right now for the Impact World Championship. Let's do it. PCO comes out. Shira and Champagne Singh attack him from behind. Out comes Santino Morella. Makes the match weird. official. Says that it's going to be Singh versus PCO. And then Singh tries to bribe his way out, and Santino just plays dumb and says Singh just bought himself a match with PCO, and Shira is now banned from ringside. That's a cute little setup. PCO beats the shit out of Champagne Singh. Uh, the front row, when I was live, was chanting that Champagne Singh looks like Andrew Tate.
2: That's not nice. nice. You know what? When people say wrestling fans are awful, this is what they mean. <laughs> It was so mean. That's very mean. That was, I wouldn't even compare my, my worst hated wrestler to that. That's who? Who? who. <laughs> so,
1: so I don't know how you watch the show. If you watch it like on a TV or if you're like me and put on headphones and watch mm-hmm. it while you're doing other stuff. So that's what I do. Like I'm normally I'm, I'm ingesting all of my wrestling while sitting at my desk with a pair of headphones on and I'm getting the full
2: experience Same, in front of my computer just watching it.
1: Did you hear that one voice for the last two episodes who was super loud and super obnoxious?
2: I swear. And let's, okay. I'm becoming an impact faithful, impact lawyer. I'm in the impact zone. Every two to three tapings, there's always one person who wants to be a part of the show so bad. And it drives me up the wall. Like three show, three tapings ago, there was someone who was just at the top of their lungs was screaming. And this one, I, I swear to God, they were either right behind the commentary or adjacent to it. Like, right. Cause you heard them through everything. I'm like, yo, yo, bro, bro, just set an application, set an application, do it. Cause right now this ain't it. This is not the way to do it. Stop it.
1: So, (laughs) so I watched this person for the entire night so if you had so here's the ring and then commentary was over here in the back corner around the corner from that is where this woman was okay i was behind that so i was watching her throughout most of the taping she um she definitely was enjoying her drink And she definitely was enjoying interacting as much as she could with certain wrestlers. PCO, big into Ace Austin, let me tell you. Big into commentary. Uh, This person was very loud, very boisterous. I have to give her credit. She was into everything. To the point where I thought maybe she was a paid plant. But then I was like, they usually don't liquor up the paid plants. Uh, So instead, you could just hear her yelling PCO. loud loud and clear on the broadcast (laughs) loud and clear (laughs) so if you're listening god bless you you absolutely you made the cut don't you worry anyway the match between pco and champagne sing uh this was solid listen the 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 finish was never in doubt pco does get the win oh
2: yeah
1: you know pco gets his shit and he does a middle rope dive it's always impressive considering his size he yes, that jumping flat. PCO gets hit with a jumping flat liner from, from uh, Champagne Singh. That was really pretty. It was. And then PCO was convulsing on the mat and being weird. So Singh grabs a wad of cash and stuffs it in PCO's mouth. When
2: in doubt, bribe him out.
1: <laughs> but for some reason, because cash is so gross, that brings PCO back to life. Uh just what happens. Reverse DDT from PCO. He hits the PCO salt. That's the win. That's the match. Anything to add, Cresta?
2: When I first started watching Impact and seeing PCL wrestle, I used to say this is elder abuse and I'm calling AARP. Now I watch it and I'm like, this zombie needs to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> this man is a menace to society, quite literally. I've seen you get hit by a car, PCL.
1: <laughs> and a shovel, <laughs> and a candlestick.
2: And get buried under rocks. Like, what is happening? First of all, that's an OSHA violation. Second of all, good on you, PCL, for still wrestling. This, this, how many years in the game you have been and still getting a W, you could be like our good old friend, D Swick.
1: <laughs> yeah, so PCO Macklin at uh, Under Siege, which is going to be a really good match. I, I asked uh, Macklin about that. I said, how does it feel to be facing someone who hates his own body? And Macklin says, well, I do too. <laughs> So here we go. Go 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 watch it. I'm gonna stop telling the interview. Uh the design, Cody Diener. Diener is like, I trusted Callahan despite what others told me what to do. Uh, you know, Diener is like, you know, Callahan betrayed the design in Diener and uh you can only you can only take that so far. Because you're not a machine. Machines feel no pain, but you will feel every single ounce of pain that we will inflict on you because of your betrayal. And then he mentions the fact that he ripped out the heart and fed it to the wolves. That's he's talking about Eric Young. He killed Eric Young. He's admitting the murder of Eric Young. I don't know why the cops never caught. Yeah, I don't know. Your, that was a murder, and now he's admitting the murder. Anyway, and then they just say like the fraction of pain in Callahan's future is insurmountable. So they're going to continue with Callahan in the design. What do you think of this promo? Did it make sense? Was it cool? What do you think?
2: Callahan will know propane and propane accessories. That's what I got from that. And then, I'm, okay, we'll get to we get to it. But sure, Deener,
1: it's yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure it, you're gonna inflict so much pain, and and the ABCs are gonna learn tonight. And and what they receive is just gonna be a fraction of what you're gonna receive.
1: I just I'm I don't know what. We talked about this last week, how you had Sammy Callahan be like, this one exactly is planned. And everyone's just like, what plan? And he then proceeds to lay out the fact that he didn't have a plan other than getting a haircut. <laughs> and even that, he was like, I could do that any Thursday.
2: I mean, <laughs> it was a free haircut.
1: <laughs> was a free haircut. Some of us would be killed for that.
2: So we in a pandemic, baby.
1: <laughs> anyway, I just... I I need them to kind of pull up on this on this yeah. storyline because clearly it's not gone anywhere yet. And like, again, we're only two weeks from when it and when, when the betrayal happened, so to speak, for Callahan, mm-hmm. when Callahan decided to turn his back on the design and, you know, show that he was just trying to infiltrate to whatever. Something needs to happen with Khan and Angels that creates some sort of rift with him and Diener. Or with Diener and and the other two members, that's when Callahan's quote unquote plan will have made sense. Yeah. As of right now, there is no plan because they all come out the design, the three of them, and they're still a cohesive, well oiled team. At least uh-huh. on and Angels are, and Deener's there to run ship. And they're not. They're not. You know, saying, "Hey, Deener, what's up? Why are you? Why are you the guy? Why aren't yeah. I?" You know, there's nothing going on there. So I'm just wondering what's going on with uh, with this story and where it's going.
2: I want to see, like, Diener. I mean, if, by that same breath, if you took out Eric Young, maybe it might be time to get a little bit more. No.
1: Listen, all you got to do is talk to the NXT guys. Talk to Tony D. Talk to Stax. They, Didn't uh, one of those
2: guys get put in a trunk?
1: Yeah, they took pretty deadly and tossed them in the trunk and, and in the trunk of a car, and then they, they tossed them in the ocean at the end of NXT on Tuesday.
2: Didn't they, is it the same river that they threw old boys toddling, that, that, that.
1: Well, I don't know about that one. No, no, that was a different. That's a different river. But if you're talking about when they put the other guy, Cole Carter, in the river, uh, that's the same body of water. Regardless, I.
2: Too many people die in a wrestling. <laughs>
1: here's the thing about Pretty Deadly. They're just going to swim to Puerto Rico and like say that they swam all the way over. And now they're part of the SmackDown brand. Easy as that.
2: Period. That's a smart smart using your noggin you're smart
1: that's right so let's use our noggin and talk about the coven they're backstage and just planning for Deanna Peraza's downfall and then for some reason Taylor Wilde's like I don't know if the spell's gonna work and Kylan King pulls out another tarot card and says it will I don't know if that was just like Taylor Wilde being unsure of herself or if this is something or absolutely nothing what do you think of this little segment with the coven
2: I don't know what to think because like you said, if it's, is it a spell? Are you are you giving us like a red herring? Are you making it sound like this is about Diana, but it's kind of not because you're still messing in undead realm stuff. I don't know where the spooky ookie is going. I kind of want it to make more sense. If that makes sense. I like it, but it's kind of like, here's a card. Ha, ah, here's another card. whoo! like, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's just you're trying to figure out what the Coven's going to do. There's still Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Yeah. So clearly there is a plan, and we're going to talk about it because it's going to play into the main event. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Swingman takes on El Generico.
2: I thought for a hot second it had said El Generico, and the first words out of my mouth was, ain't no way. Ain't
1: no fucking way. <laughs> well, you're right. There ain't no way because El Dinero was very clearly Zicky Dice in a mask. I do know and what you're talking Jackson. about. I know, right? So watching this live was absolutely hilarious. Um, the, the whole setup was if, if Zicky Dice finds someone off the roster, pays his speed, pay, pays his transportation, they can have the match. Zicky Dice then runs to the back, says it's a language barrier, so he's got to go get the guy. Now, Here's the thing. When Zicky Dice live in the crowd ran to the back, it gave a lot of time. Like, there was a good amount of just waiting oh, around yeah. So Swingman actually vamps on the mic to the live crowd because he's super over. And uh, it was really funny. But uh, if anyone wants to buy me an El Generico mask, go ahead, find me one, and uh, just, just send it to me. Loki will
2: key, we'll take an El Generico mask as well. You think he also works with El Generico with that orphanage?
1: I mean, no, I think he has, because he's from Acapulco, Mexico, I think he's got a, a, a competing orphanage.
2: I mean, it's good to see them give him back, though.
1: Yeah, good for him. Anyway, Swingman wins with Lamarie Stroll, and then they go backstage. They're celebrating our Zicky Dice, sorry, El DiNerico and Swingman, and uh, Zicky Dice takes off the mask and says, it's so weird hearing your music at the end of the match. And then Santino walks up and starts speaking to them in... Not really speaking to them in Spanish, but saying words in Spanish. And Zicky's like, uh, I don't understand. So Zicky pulls the mask down. Santino's like, no, I'm not an idiot. I know that it's you, Zicky. No nullifies, nullifies the match. And then Zicky's like, can I still get a contract?
2: I mean, honestly, Santino, I'm here for the jokes. But why? Just let this man have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. Why, why, why do we hate Johnny Swinger? Why do we hate Johnny Swigger? Let him have it. Let this man have a win. I mean, even if it's against Zicky Dice, let this man have it. Let this man have it.
1: Swingman's upset. He storms off. He's like saying, best of luck in your future endeavors.
2: Not the future endeavors. Yeah. yeah he does it. <laughs>
1: G-Bros and competing orphanages is wild
2: Listen, somebody gotta take care of these kids And El Generico and El Generico love the kids
1: (laughs) So so last week I alluded to where I thought this was going And I didn't want to give it away We didn't see the Santino, the backstage thing Where Mm -hmm. he nullifies the victory What I thought they were going to do Was just let him have the win And then week after week They're going to keep doing Someone- Comes out like it's Zicky Dice, clearly dressed up as someone new, and that they were going to do a different, like a different country's gimmick every single time. But someone's under a mask. Oh, do that. hilarious! It would have been hilarious, and then we could have gotten Swingman at least half the way there before someone real shows up and is just like, "You're actually facing Black Taurus tonight, <laughs> or whatever." Someone is. I
2: <laughs> listen. I don't want to see Black Torus kill sweet men, but at the same time, I laugh at anything. I'm going to be thoroughly sports. Ah!
1: Ah! You're welcome.
2: I can't laugh too hard because unlike my mustache coming off, my jaw is wired shut.
1: Jafar star over here.
2: Jafar, you know what? Once I figure out how to do this without it looking real crusty, just you wait, Joel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But maybe you don't want to wait anymore. Maybe you just want to get all the scoops as soon as they come out. And maybe before other people aggregate them and don't get it right. But you get it right because you like getting everything right. Cresta gets it right. You can get it right. And so can I. Over at FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in the business or more. You can give more if you want. It's up to you. You get more stuff the more you pledge over at FightfulSelect.com. You want to know about Trinity Fox 2 coming to Impact Wrestling? Guess what? FightfulSelect.com has details. You want to know about Roderick Strong showing up in AEW last night, completely taking everyone aback. No one expected that. Those notes are over at at FightfulSelect.com. You want to talk about CM Punk showing up on Raw? Basically, everyone who who was somewhere is showing up in the opposite and wrong place. <laughs> fightfulselect.com has details on it. Trinity's an impact. Roddy's an AEW. CM Punk shows up to Raw. Like nobody is where they're supposed to be. And we'll tell you why over fightfulselect.com. All that plus Sean Rossap does his weekly Q and a sour graps with Alex Pulaski and Kate, of course, who was just doing the ROH post show with righteous reg. Of course, the Grapsody gang. They're still doing a Q&A. It happens. The Weekender with Steven Jensen, who joins us for post-impact pay-per-views and coexisting after dark with Rob and Maggie, who always bring on special guests. I know you've been there and I've been there. We've all been there for five bucks over at Vipleselect.com.:
2: Because we're the best you and you that? love us.
1: You hear that beep in the background? That is your, that's, that's your sign. That's your cue. Go to FightfulSelect.com for five bucks. Get it.
0: Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looks more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens... Like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade. Has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today.
2: We, go ahead. Before we move on, I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. Did Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice break up?
0: Because no. at the end,
2: he said he said something like, see ya, ham and egg, or, or take care of him. Like, uh, somebody put it in the chat. And I do remember that. I put the question, did Johnny Swinger just break up with Zicky Dice over this failed plan?
1: No, because back in the day, back in the old school wrestling days, someone would get hot, go away, and then they'd come back anyway because they realized they needed their young boy. And that's just what's going to happen. Swingman's going to come back, and Zicky's going to be like, the band is back together, daddy. And that's it.
2: Okay,
1: work. I, I accept that explanation. They're
2: a common duo. No, no further explanation needed.
1: If this is building up to a match between Swingman and Dice and they're going to split them up, first of all, I hate it because I love I this duo. Same. But if this is like Swingman's uh, redemption tour and it's by beating Dice like legitimately and cleanly, I guess I'm okay with it. But I don't want it that way.
2: I mean, part of me does. I, I would be interested into seeing one more time Johnny Swinger going for the big one and actually winning it like in an upset, even if it's just for a day, and then the next day, whoever that champion was just beat the shit out of him, and take it back. Who the hell's wrong with you? I was being nice, old man.
1: He beat Steve Macklin somehow.
2: Oh, bro. I could totally see him cheating to beat Steve Macklin. And then that very next day, you see that beating he gave a Rich Swan? Oh, he gonna beat the hell out that old man. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch Johnny Swinger celebrate for all the ten seconds before Steve Macklin goes ape.
1: seems so awful anyway they replay bti in the match between kenny king and channing decker uh then they go back to the locker room we talked about this on the crossover but of course i don't include the crossover audio here so let's talk about it uh decker puts over kenny king says he appreciates getting in the ring with him that the better man won and then kenny king is like i appreciate you letting me beat that ass in front of your hometown fans." So i had a good laugh and he says get your face out of the king and king approaches sheldon Jean, who was on the show last week he lost to Joe Hendry say his name and he won't appear because his nose is broken. But instead King is talking about a potential uh, partnership. Says that King has a lot of potential and he wants to steer his ship. And Sheldon Jean says something along the lines of oh potential. That's like the worst thing you want to hear when you're this new to the game. And then uh, you have King saying, you know, I want to show I want to show you how to maneuver Slith- the slither of the snakes, the Cretans, and the fakes out there. And uh, you know, the worry isn't about what's in it for Sheldon Gene, or what, what it's not the worrying isn't about what's in it for King, it's about what's in it for Sheldon Gene. So, like I said, I wanted to say last week that Gene and King would be a really good tag team because mm-hmm. of their background on uh, reality TV. And it looks like we're going that way. And I don't hate it. What do you think of the segment? And I, again, I really feel like we're going to have King versus sit under siege, but, uh, Who knows? Where where are we going with King and Gene?
2: King and Gene is a really good tag name. You always always get it right. Like Aces of Base. It's really good. Um, I just err on the side of caution because Kenny King has been a scumbag the past couple. Not Moose scumbag, so you might get a decent partnership. (laughs) But he has been a bit of a scumbag. I will also say that Uh, having someone to have your back and impact is not a bad idea. It's one thing if you're just fighting Joe Hendry, but it's another thing if you're fighting Moose, who's going to cheat you out your boots, or the design, who's going to cheat you out your boots, or Eddie Edwards, who's going to get his wife to hit you in a car and then cheat you out your boots. So it's good to have someone to watch your back. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's a great idea for um, Sheldon Jean. I think it'd be something... Really good for him to grow with. And Kenny King, there's like I said in their in our um the bridge, (laughs) that their styles are very similar. So I think like a uncle nephew sort of situation would be cute. And even further down, when Sheldon's like, y'all not getting anything out of it, that eventual blow-off match, chef's kiss.
1: I'm looking forward to what they do. I think this is a really cool potential team to work in impact. And eventually, maybe they are going to split up, and this could be a Gene face turn. And Kenny King gets his, you know, gets uh, gets beat up, but we'll see where it goes. Now, non-title match. Ace of Bays they defeat the Design. This match
2: was fine. It was it's a big. non-title match.
1: Yeah, but usually in non-title matches, that means that the other team is going to win. But in this case, this was all just to set up Callahan showing up, taking out Diener when he interferes, and then. You know, Ace of Bays get the shot, not the shock win, but they get the uh, they they get the win back because they were getting beat down so bad throughout the match early in the match. This was weird live. So Khan has a has Bay on his shoulders and then he takes a really awkward spill Uh. and Bay goes down favoring his ankle. To the point where, like, he jumps outside. If you're watching commentary this time, uh, not commentary. If you're listening to to Bay when he goes down, he yells like, "Ah, oh, my ankle! You're on my ankle!" So it oh. looks like he legitimately had hurt his ankle. But um, it's yeah, it, he turns out okay. He he rejoined the match. Does Chris Bay? He's involved in the finish, uh, and that that's it. But I, I like that Alan Angels is showing some mean streak throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks that he's still you know not useful to the design other than taking a pin because he eats the pin tonight after the art of the fold from Ace of Bays. And we're just continuing on with design versus Callahan. Nobody, nothing set up for Ace of Bays next as of right now. Uh, Do you have someone that you'd like to see Ace of Bays face next? And what do you think of the match between Ace of Bays and the design?
2: When they said it was a non-title match, I thought for sure, like you said, that the design was going to win as well. It would put some steam in the design. I don't know what we're doing with the design. I, I I don't know. You brought in Khan and you brought in Angels and you still lose. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I want them to win something. I want them to win something that means something. Because I think Khan has won and Angels has won. But I think it's against like local talent or like Jotty Swinger. You know what I mean? So it's like I, like they are supposed to be a fashion. Even before Eric Young had Violent by Design losing. They were still someone to be reckoned with. And now I feel like since Dina has taken over, I cannot describe a time where you won. And it kind of sucks. And I don't like that for them. Because you just bring in these two guys, and I think you touched on it a couple of weeks ago too, it sucks to see Angels doing the same thing that he just left from doing. And I don't want to see him keep taking the pin, but you're going to pin Khan? That's a lot of man. You're going to pin Khan? As far as Ace, uh, aces and Bay, maybe this is a good way to get someone like um, Gene and King over. There are tag teams, but you can't have them fight Motor City Machine Guns again. Maybe Moose and Myers Moose. I don't know. Santino and uh, Dango. I don't know. So, so like, I don't know.
1: Well, first of all, his name's not Moose anymore, Cresta. I don't know if you saw tonight. His name is Mooser. Excuse me? His name is Mooser. Next week, the match is Mooser and Brian Myers versus Yuya Yamura and Bupinder Gujar. Mooser, you brought her. Mooser, I don't even know her.
2: <laughs> Mooser, <are> you short. Sure?
1: <laughs> it's very strange. I don't know. I saw it and I was like, someone didn't look at pre-production notes or post-production notes. By the way, you want another reason to go subscribe to FIFOSelect.com? Joey Janela and Enzo Amore squash their beef, and we have the scoop as to why, when, and how.
2: Yeah, don't you love it? Listen, I'm going to say something. Come in, everyone. Everybody's squashing wrestling beef. Look at that. Life is too short to be arguing about stuff like that. I'm, you know what? That's, that makes my heart warm. Considering Mr. Punker in Chicago, that makes like Squash the beef. If there's someone you guys had a dumb misunderstanding with, somebody's reach up like, mm-hmm. hey, I was a stupid head. I'm my fault. You want to get a beer? Hey, apologize.
1: From a fight at a Blink-182 concert in, 19, in 2019 to hanging out at the New York Giants draft party. Come on, that's that's your big dub. Let's go.
2: Friendship is magic. I, I was,
1: <laughs> the Janella More tag team is what I'm here for.
2: In a different lifetime, that works. I I used to be at Enzo Amore stand. I think he is one of the best talkers in the industry, but that's another story for another time. I reformed now and I've given my life up to punk de Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you very much.
1: Well, let's talk about uh, the other Italian in the room, and that's Santino. Hey, hey, Doctor Ross is checking in on Santino, who's on the floor, clutching his head. And uh, in walks Dango, and he's like, "What happened, boss?" <laughs> just sitting here like this is so bad. Santino's like, "Oh, I tried to fight them off, but I couldn't fight them. But I got a tuft of their hair." And I'm like, "What you? What like what hair is it?" I don't want not the-
2: Sammy's.
1: Is it the beard? I was not saying that true. What could have been the beard hair, though.
2: Nah, that looked... First of all, it looked like cat hair. <laughs> I don't know what, what hair that was. It looked like cat hair.
1: I'm going to tell you where it came from, but I feel like we get demonetized, so I'm just going to leave it at that. So Dr. Ross says, hey, you should probably take some time off and go home because you've had two head injuries in two weeks.
2: That's. I mean, that was the best doctor advice, I've best worst doctor advice I've ever heard. This man just said, he said, diagnosis, I'm just looking at you. <laughs>
1: And then he got Dango being like, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for. This is like when Reagan got shot and Bush had to step his game up. And I'm like, you old ass mother. <laughs> this is so bad. And Dango is like, I'm going to be the detective of authority. So Dirty Dango is going to be a detective again in Impact Wrestling. And I am all for it.
2: Dango was if, a clown. <laughs>
1: if, if Breeze isn't doing anything... Call him up. He doesn't have to do up, up, down, down. He's not officially under WWE contract. Bring in Tyler Breeze and just give me, give me the tag team. Give, me, give you, me Fashion peaks.
2: Joel, you just did something. Who's going to face Aces of Bays? Dango going to be a detective? Tyler Breeze ain't doing nothing? Come on now. It's, it's written in the stars. I have a star on my forehead. I'm clairvoyant. It's Listen, hey, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get this HBO. I'm trying to get this HBO right now, okay? So, Tyler Breeze, what you doing? Right in here, my little tip.
1: <laughs> I hate this idea. Let's never do it.
2: <laughs> Somebody's got to challenge Aces and Bays. You think they're not going to have a, a match at the next uh, at the next pay-per-view? Come on now.
1: I Again, we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, Rosemary and Jessica are backstage. They're still trying to figure out where's Ty and I'm like, Wednesday night. Taya was on Wednesday night. Where? Where's Taya? Where, yes, why weren't you watching true. AEW last night? Why weren't you supporting your best pal Taya? What is this? Anyway, um, <laughs> but then then uh, Rosemary is like she's being tortured in her own personal hell. I'm like, oh, okay. That's rough. <laughs> Rosemary says someone or something is blocking her and Jessica from returning to the undead realm, and that they don't have enough power without the Knockouts tag team titles. So they also lost that chance at Rebellion. And then it walks crazy Steve and he's confused about Jessica because apparently they've never met. And then Jessica does her introduction and is like, you're dressed just like me
2: and we're so cool.
1: And Steve is just scared.
2: (laughs) He's like, is she like this all the time? And he's like, yeah. Yikes.
1: (laughs) That was good shit. And then Steve is like, have you talked to everyone and rosemary was like yeah kind of almost everyone and steve was like you got to talk to father james mitchell and rosemary's like i don't wanna and so it turns out she's got to talk to father james mitchell because he'll get them back into the undead realm funny segment little you know little hokey but that's what the undead realm is what do you think
2: last time father mitchell showed up anyway, you sent demon assassins the hex after me what the hell i don't want to talk to that man <laughs> i don't want to talk to that man
1: Anyway, we'll see where they go with it. It looks like a fun a fun little thing. You know what? Okay, you, you want to know, know who's in the undead realm, Cresta?
2: Besides Taya Valkyrie, Father Mitchell, and Satan. Oh, I'm sorry, Rosemary's dad.
1: Father Mitchell's going to lead the uh, Jessica and Rosemary into the undead realm. You know who's going to walk out with them at the end of it? Havoc. No. Trinity.
2: Uh Yes.
1: Undead yes! Trinity is how we start this whole thing. She brings the Jesus glow please. from the undead realm.
2: I could see it. I could I would like I would like to see it. I could see it, so therefore I want to see it. I have now booked myself into a shoot. I want to see that and only that and she comes out like PCO but it's like zombie go <laughs>
1: zombie glow (laughs) she's
2: zombies bro (laughs) zombie raven Uh, jaws come off because they're raving too hard
1: (laughs) once again that's awful let's never do that but i would like to see taya (laughs) not taya i want to see you know i kind of want to see trinity interact with the undead realm I, i i just need to see it
2: I'm still baking on Sue Young coming back. I I, I love Sue Young, so Sue Young, come back. <laughs> or Susie or Susan, what are you su-
1: <laughs> it's gotta happen sometime. Anyway, let's talk about Jody Threat versus Silesia Sparks. Uh, I saw this match at Greektown Wrestling last month, and it was basically the same match. If it's fun, it's good. Jody Threat gets the win over Silesia Sparks. Jody, of course, is very over as expected. Her seated senton looks good. The match is good. I love Silesia. At one point, she uh she goes Jody goes into the corner and then Silesia elbows Jody's Jody Threat in the corner mm-hmm. or out of the corner. And then she's like, I'm a genius.
2: <laughs> 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 I know that Samoa. Listen, I'm so smart. I'm so smart. And then Jody Threat completely showed her why she's a threat. That's somebody else. I don't want to. Oh no. I'm I gotta fight who? The match ain't even start. I'm tapping. I'm tapping. I don't care. Jody wins.
1: It's that F416. Looks better than last time. It's looking better when you get the right opponent. Uh, Yes, Alicia Sparks has been on AW Dark. She's gotten her reps in. She's really good. Uh, She's someone to keep an eye out for. Uh, One thing that's always disconcerting to me with wrestlers, regardless of gender, size, build, whatever, if you're not wearing elbow pads or knee pads, you just look a little naked out there.
2: I mean... (laughs) that's my
1: answer riddle's doing the same thing in wwe right now where he's not wearing any elbow pads or any knee pads cody rhodes did that in his wwe his first run no elbow pads no knee pads and it was just very weird and you just look naked to you (laughs) to me
2: I, i i can understand where you're coming from but also sometimes if you have one I forgot what wrestler it was. They had on the hand, arm hands, and knee pads. Like, yo, you look like you're about to get beat up. Like, you are ill-prepared for the task ahead, even though you have all the safety.
1: It's like showing up to a street fight and wearing your wrestling gear. It's just weird.
2: Showing up to a street fight with no shirt on. Street fight can mean a knife. No way.
1: Anyway, Killer Kelly. Killer Kinky Killer Kelly. She wants Masha, so we're going to do that. I like, again, that they, since they didn't run the match in Toronto, they're actually going to run it in Chicago. They have it promoted on, on socials. Um, mentions that Hardcore War have, was beautiful, the blood, the violence, the ecstatic bliss, and then I found someone who was just as sick and twisted as me. I found the perfect playmate. Come play with me, my Matryoshka, my Russian doll. So be Killer Kelly, Kinky Killer Kelly versus Masha Slamovich in Chicago. And I really wouldn't be surprised if this turns into Kelly and Masha teaming up.
2: I don't hate it. Me. I literally wrote, this was slam violence poetry with slam Ovich. Thank you. Now it <laughs> was good. I, I, I liked it. And I, and I have, a, we have said, I don't know why I'm stuttering so much. We have said that we want to see killer Kelly versus Masha or have them join together. Now with the introduction of Jody threat, that is a trio that I, whew, <laughs> whew, whew. if they did like a, a a, Monsters Ball where it's all of these women, like them, I could see like a Vert then three versus Grays Virtuosa and then like a third woman, that'll be top tier. I'd watch that match 800 times.
1: We'll see how it goes when they tape it. So I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. Uh, they do part one of this Kazarian and impact special sit down. Luckily, it seems like the subsequent parts are going to be aired on their socials and not Mm -hmm. on TV. It felt like this was just kind of a, we have to fill some time on this week's episode. Mm. Cause at first I was like, this could have been a YouTube video. Why are we showing it now? But then they get into it and they start talking about Kazarian in his debut being with the NWA TNA early days. Um, there's some really good stuff in here. It talks about being in the X division. Then talks about the influx of former WWW and WWE talent that came uh-huh. in. They politic their way through TNA. It's very well established. It's a thing. And Kaz saying, like, I don't want to be one of those guys now because I left and I came back. And I'm now the elder statesman of Impact Wrestling. So he wants to be a better example than the ones that he was presented with when he was in his in his younger time in TNA. Uh, so he, it it was a really honest look of what was going on uh-huh. in Impact, in TNA, in the 2010s, talking about you know the changes in regimes, devaluing uh, of him and Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels walking away, so did Kaz. They went to Ring of Honor. They did a lot of great stuff. They both went to AEW, of course. Christopher Daniels is still there working both backstage and in front of the stage. So, uh-huh. yeah, they're, they're, it was a good setup. It does make me want to watch this next part. But it really just felt like it was a filler segment. What did you think of this?
2: I actually didn't hate it. And maybe because I'm someone who's newer into Impact and fending out all of Impact's history and everything. We said this in the holdover too that that promo was pretty much Frankie Kazarian, not pretty much saying, but not saying, heck, you Dixie Carter. It was so. It was. Whoa. And, I laugh at anything. I pop at anything, but to see such an honest thing. And then the clips that were playing didn't make it any better. You got Dixie Carter hanging on to Hulk Hogan as he's dragging her backstage. And they play like five clips of just Dixie Carter, like, bro, like at that point, you just, just, just cut the promo on Dixie Carter. Just, just do that instead, you know? And it's, I mean, it's an honest look. And I think that a lot of other companies wouldn't do the same. And even to air it, to in essence, to air your own, to shake out your own dirty laundry. Like this was someone, like you said, I was first X Division match. First, uh, what did he call that cage match? you had like that silver gear. I forgot. It was something wacky. Terror.
1: Oh my God. I just forgot the name of it, but yeah.
2: it was a cage match. Cause he's going inside a red cage, a red cage. And he said, I was the first one in that. I was one of the first, one. like you did all of these things first, just for, like you said, these older people to come in and politic and get their way to the end. Like there were some great things. Like I would be a liar if I said it like aces and eights, but like, I cannot imagine at that time having to have the bangers I'm putting on with people like Chris Saban and Alex Shelley and myself and Christopher Daniels. Be pushed to the side to have this be run by people main event mafia or or aces and a or whatever it is i I thought it was great because i was I don't think I would watch it any other way, and this made me want to watch the YouTube things. I was like damn controversy causes cash, but like damn
1: it was the terror Dome that was the name of the match.
2: thank you. I'm thank like, you. but he had a point if I'm doing all of these first, not for nothing at the time. To me, Frankie Kazarian looked the same until I saw a picture of him young. I'm like, you look the same, but younger. I don't know how.
1: Like, <laughs> that's usually how this works.
2: I, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but it's like he's he's not wrong. Why wouldn't you build your company around these younger men? And look who's still there versus what you were doing. Motor City Machine Guns is still there. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe went on to have amazing careers. And these are people who are etched in your halls of fame. You know what I mean? It's it's just sad. But at the same time, it was also nice to hear someone like Frankie Gazer, who's always been like, I'm here for the wrestling, for whatever, to be like, let those. <laughs> there,
1: without getting too deep in the weeds, which, by the way, you can watch Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, without going too deep, the the climate of TNA wrestling at the time in the 2010s, there there were, there was no competition. There was nothing else. So all of the elder statesmen, all the old timers that were leaving WWE, that were leaving WCW, that were finishing up their long WCW time Warner contracts, where they're sitting on their asses at home. were looking for a place to go and make some more money. And they found their way into TNA. Now they absolutely TNA should have, spent more time developing the young talent they had but they were also a company that was trying to make money again and as a result they had to spend money to make it they thought that bringing in guys like hogan and bringing in russo and bringing in all those guys they thought that's what was going to make their company thrive they were very dead wrong a lot of people wanted to see the younger talent but you know, there was a ratings pop when Hogan showed up. There was a ratings pop when when certain people showed up who were formerly on national broadcast television for a time being or cable. Uh, it was it was a big deal. So, Impact is just they've evolved and they've been so weird uh-huh. over the years. But now, I've said this a hundred million times. This is the best iteration of Impact in easily fifteen. Well, I. I Yeah, I'd probably say 10, 15 years.
2: Like, I remember my little brother avidly watching Impact, and it looked like just seeing the Ultimate X match as a visual, not knowing what's going on, I was like, what the hell is happening here? And to hear, like, people being so frustrated with a company, in my opinion, that would make such an innovative match, I get it now more than I'm watching. But someone like me who's critical of everything Bro, impact is so good now. Like, y'all let that hurt go. Like, y'all gotta let that hurt go. Like, it's not the same. These people ain't even here no more. But
1: you gotta remember it's still part of the history. And it's a company that loves to play off of their history as well. And they've had such a weird history. Mm. And their whole they again, they named a they named a pay-per-view hard to kill because their entire the, the entire crux of the TNA impact story was that. They keep trying to kill us but we keep surviving. We are the cockroaches of professional wrestling. Roaches. And and that was that's what's kept them alive. And that's that's what a lot of people think about when they think mm-hmm. about impact wrestling is that they've survived so much. There were weeks and weeks and months where wrestling pundits, dirt sheets, whatever you want to call them were saying this is it for TNA. This is it for Impact. Damn. They have no money. They have no means of escape. They have no means of staying around different sales, different people trying to buy the company, people leaving people coming in bills to pay, (sighs) not being paid every week for a long stretch of time. It was the idea that impact wrestling is going under it's happening. It's done. No one wants to bail them out. This is it. And here we are 21, 22 years later and they're still doing it.
2: I know that's right. You better, Scott DeMore. Come on now. He said, we turning this bus around. We turning this bus around.
1: And again, for all the shit that people give impact for, you know, they're on Access TV, they're on Fight in Canada, mm-hmm. they're on YouTube, and everyone's like, well, they could get a better deal. Well, do they need it? Do they really need Could they? Yes. Do they need it? Your parent company owns the the station that you're on. You're an easy product to promote and an easy product to produce, and you're cheap. You're good right now. You could be bigger, but what is, what is bigger in the grand scheme of things? You're not going to go back on the road and do house shows. That's a waste of time and money for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. It's just, I remember when impact was sold to Anthem and I remember going to the first show, the big bound for glory, I think it was 2017 Mm -hmm. in Ottawa. I flew home for that. I flew back to Ottawa for that show. I was front row ringside, like on the same side as the hard camp. And, like, that was a fun show. Mm -hmm. They were still doing six sided ring. But the point I'm trying to make here is that, like, Impact has gone through so many changes. Yeah. In all that time. You know what the constant has been since since Anthem took over? What? Sammy fucking Callahan.
2: Bruh, Sammy Callahan, you can't get rid of him. You can't get rid of him, bruh. Sammy Callahan is your new pillar of impact right along with Eddie Edwards.
1: But <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Sammy Callahan for like the shit that we might give him creatively on the show mm-hmm. is actually very smart and very good at this.
2: Oh no, like don't get me wrong. There was a time when Sammy Callahan was in my skin, but to me, that is a mark of a great Heel when you are under someone's veins to the point where, like, I don't necessarily hate you, but I don't want nothing good to happen for you. That's peak. Him versus Tessa Blanchard. I'm sorry, I bring her up, but like that was that was some good heel work. He was in my veins. I was like, yo, I want I want Tessa to win because you're a jerk. You're a jerk. But he's one of those people where it's like, bro, even if you are a jerk, you play the best jerk that has ever jerked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you were saying
2: you have played the best heel that has ever healed before you and moose are one of those people who really get under people's say samoa joe too i will with samoa joe showed up to aj styles house I was like oh wendy oh! oh that's peak 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 peak
1: so there you go our little sidetrack impact wrestling Sorry. history conversation no it's good um and yeah sammy has his pro wrestling revolver he books and it's very popular. He mm-hmm. has been in the business for a long time. He's got great friends in great places. And on top of it, like he's just, he's a very talented guy. He's very good at what he does. Yeah. Um, sometimes his character gets a little lost, but you know what? He always finds his way back. He's very trustworthy. He's yeah. very easy to work with by all accounts. And and I think that's worth mentioning. I think it's worth noting. So, uh, you know, I'll give him his flowers because he deserves that. So, I, but I make the joke. I'm just like the the one constant since since Anthem took over was literally the first night I saw I saw Sammy Callahan make his return right in front of me and hit a pile driver. He did the thumbs up, thumbs down, and he does the pile driver on one of the members of LAX. And uh yeah, there you go. He's 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 more of a, a treasure to wrestling than a detriment. Leave it at that.
2: Yeah. And I will also say to Sammy Callahan's also plus that he's one of those guys that if you don't do bloody, we don't got to do bloody. You do technical. I do technical. You want some yuck yucks? Sammy Callahan will give you yuck yucks. (laughs) He's very flexible.
1: Well, I mean, he's not that flexible. He's a pretty big dude like I am. I don't know.
2: I mean, Pilates, yoga, you don't know. Have you ever seen him do a split? Maybe I have.
1: No, but I would like to see that now.
2: He comes out and does the Melina entries. Melina, we just, uh. ah.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, next week on the show, Macklin, Singh, and Shira take on PCO and two partners of his choosing. Crested Star, who are those two partners going to be? Because I can tell you who it's going to be right now.
2: Macklin and two partners of his choosing. Macklin got friends?
1: Macklin has Singh and Shira because he paid them off. To oh, take I'm him. sorry, sorry. Yeah.
2: Wait, who was the other who was? Who are we looking for now?
1: Macklin Singh and Shira versus PCO and then two partners of PCO's choosing.
2: <laughs> the first thought that came to my head was Motor City Machine Guns because they'll do it. <laughs> I love them, but like, there's no disrespect.
1: For some reason, Eddie Edwards and Kenny King are together to face Motor City Machine Guns at Chicago tomorrow night.
2: Oh, I thought you said the team with PCO. I'm like, what?
1: No. <laughs> you want to know who the team's going to be? I'll tell yes. you right now. Heath and Rhino. Think back to Rebellion. What was the match, Cress the Star?
2: Weren't they against Honor No More? No. no.
1: Heath and Rhino. Well, at one point, yes. But PCO doesn't count. Honor No More is dead. Heath That's and Rhino versus Sing and Shira has been happening twice now. They're one and one. This is the setup to the rubber match. Heath and Rhino were going to be the, the partners.
2: I mean, it makes sense. You got the redheaded rebel, gore, and a zomboid. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: Ender Gujar and Yu take on the team of Brian Myers and Mooser.
2: Come on, Mooser. Mooser. Mooser, you brought it.
1: And then Alicia Edwards takes on Jody Threat. As long as they don't have to do any backstage acting, I'm very much looking forward to this match.
2: You about to die. Bro, Jody Threat even running down to the ring. I'm like, I don't want it, bro. I don't want it. I do not want to fight this woman. No, no.
1: She got them boulder shoulders, man. She'll take you out.
2: Bro, even, even the worked hits look like he was about to poop. This poor girl sparse like she's about to vomit. Like, <laughs> Jody Sparse, I mean, Jody Threat is a threat.
1: I get it. I do. Knockouts title time. Deanna Perazzo defeats Taylor Wilde with Kylan King in her corner. No surprise. This match is fun. It's fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's weird as hell if you know the history of Taylor Wilde because Taylor Wilde is from the Toronto area. Mm-hmm. She didn't get cheered, but like, it was just, I guess they get away with it because people from Toronto, like it was one of those, if you know, you know, and, but people were very much behind Diana Perazzo, So that's great. Trash talking this match is incredible. At one point, I, I love this. Someone from the crowd yells, Taylor Wilde, you suck. And she immediately turns around. She's like, thank you. (laughs) Like, Ah! "Like, yes, I I do. Thank you. And it was so funny. She just had it. So I I I love that. A uh, really good time watching that. Colin King gets involved and then uh, she gets knocked off, she, she knocks down. Perazzo. Wild is gloating as Perazzo gets up. And then because she's turned her back and she's gloating with her arms up, Deanna Perazzo grabs How her. And it was the dumbest thing that Taylor Wild could do, but it was perfect because Deanna knew to take her by the arm, try and get her in that submission. But Wild rolls out of the ring. Perazzo goes for the Queen's Gambit. Wild flips her out awkwardly, but then hits the Wild. Ride gets 2.9. And then Deanna counters out of the Witch's Wrath, locks in the Divinus to Milo, wins the match via submission. And then there's the post-match. But first, before we get there, was there anything about the match that really stood out to you between uh, Deanna and Taylor Wilde?
2: I'm going to go ahead and say this again. I don't know if I said it before, but I think that there needs to be a conversation or Deanna Purrazzo's name needs to be in the top five technical wrestlers out right now, period, bar none. I don't care if I'm your mama about it. Taylor Wilde, I respect you, but doing this, girl, like, why would you do that? This girl literally breaks women's arms. I don't I don't know why you would do that versus Deonna Perrazzo. And the Venus de Milo looks so beautiful. Taylor Wilde just passed out. Poor girl. Also, why didn't the ref kick out Kylan King when she tried to shenan once? What happens if you let them shenan once? They're going to shenan again. She should have kicked out Kylan King a long time ago. So, I mean, it was a good match. I don't hate it. I think Taylor Wilde did a great job, but I think this was more about the post-match setup. If you, it, I mean, there's gonna be a tag team match. I, I, see it. I feel it in my bones.
1: They're gonna shenan again, she said.
2: They're gonna shenan. You can't let them shenan once, cause they will shenan again. You
1: Can't. <laughs> Where'd you get that? And when can TikTok. I use it? Oh you can my! Use God. it
2: at any time, anytime. I'm just an amalgamation of memes and the specter of Roddy Roddy Piper's knees. So.
1: Preston Star is actually an AI bot that we've uh, made here at Fightful. She's not real. Beep boop. Anyway, Kyle King attacks Deanna Prazo after the match. And then out comes Jordan Gray. She evens the odds. And then uh, as she's celebrating with Deanna, she taps the knockout's title that's on Deanna's arm, shakes hands with Deanna Prazo, leaves the ring, and lets Deanna Prazo celebrate on her own. Uh-huh. Uh, you mentioned that it's going to be the coven versus Deanna and Jordan. Well, Tomorrow night at Spring Fest, they're going to tape the Coven versus Deanna and Jordan Grace. So there you go.
2: What happened to the Hex? I feel like they were here for two weeks and then they were gone.
1: So remember how we talked about how Impact tends to bring in special guests for a set uh-huh. of things leading into a special event? That's what the Hex was. People thought that it was a, a longer-term signing. It turns out it wasn't. It was very much we're just here for a cup of coffee.
2: Because I feel... Fi- Ow, I just stabbed myself. Sorry, being stupid. No. I just feel like... The Hex and the Coven and Death Dolls. That's a very robust knockout tag team. And with all the spooky, ooker, dooker stuff that we got going on, spooker, duker baby, spooky, ookie, dookie, she says. I mean, it would make sense to me. That would have made sense, but okay, now that I know, kind of like Roderick Strong's like, What happened to the Hex? What happened to Roderick Strong?
1: <laughs> They're running back, speedball, and Gresham. It's like
2: I mean, I would watch it.
1: That's the problem. I would watch it.
2: But also, I kind of feel like if Gresham don't win that, if I'm Jonathan Gresham, I'm fighting somebody for real.
1: This, this is it, by the way. This is the turn. And I think they're both going to turn on this show.
2: They're both going to go heel?
1: This is Gresham is going to absolutely turn heel on speedball on in this match. And Deanna is going to be beat down by Jordan Grace. After the match. And I think she's going to turn heel. So I think this is it. I think this is the the cementing. The of Michael Jackson. Gordon. This is it. Yeah. The, the Grace and Gresham connection. The JG squared.
2: You know what? You do need a heel couple for a face couple. I'm uh, not
1: really. Couple?
2: There's nobody. Because no. I'm just thinking like Macklin's a jerk right now. Although Macklin big jerk hours.
1: And again, if you watch our interview with, with Macklin and with Deanna, Deanna said in her interview with us the day after Rebellion uh-huh. that they they don't exist in each other's world and impact. They don't they they aren't together. They don't know each other. They don't interact. And Deanna is very much babyface. Macklin said the same thing. He's like if we're going to do it it's got to make sense. So we got the alignment has to be there, the story has to be there. He he's very pragmatic about how he approaches stories in wrestling. So this is a, another another thing that would have to come together but uh, it feels feels to me like this is it this is Gresham and and Jordan turning but we'll see
2: I don't hate it also I got my conspiracy theory hat for one moment and that's because I've noticed that when Deanna is face her gear is light colored and when she's heel her gear is dark colored thank you so much for coming to my TED talk that was a useless bit of knowledge that I've been noticing that's it
1: I mean she's been a heel this entire time until she won the title at uh well up until she had the match against Giselle Shaw
2: I kind of feel like, though, Deanna Parazzo is one of those people, like, are, is she a heel or do we just like to boo her sometimes, but we kind of still cheer her?
1: I mean, no, she was a heel until we decided to cheer her during the Giselle Shaw
0: thing.
2: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, on paper, I feel like on paper she's a heel, but she still gets cheered. So it's like.
1: Fair. Regardless, that wasn't back for April 23rd. No, April 27th. Yes. Did, I, did I start the show by saying it was the 23rd?
2: I mean, you might have, but I mean, I mean, if you did, just hit the quick voiceover. It's like this I is Impact that. for nope. April twenty third, twenty seventh.
1: No, nope. no, nope. nope. no. If Impact, if Impact is gonna do, if Impact is gonna do this, I don't need to do any. I don't need to do any fixes to my. We
2: just talked on this show for so long that days went by.
1: That's true. It is. It, we've been doing this for long enough that we need to get out of here. So, Chris, to plug your stuff, let's go home.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Cresta Starr. You can catch me live on TikTok and Twitch, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, where I stream Monday Night Raw, Wednesday Night Dynamite, SmackDown, and an AEW Rampage. Thursdays, I am here with Joe Pearl and myself talking about all things professional wrestling on Impact. And also, you can find us covering all Impact pay-per-views, premium live events, YouTube specials, and sometimes Steven Jensen is there. Um, Follow me on all forms of social media. The easiest way to do so is Star at Twitter. There's a link tree in my bio. Follow me. Follow me. That's it. Peace, love, and hair grease. I hope you're all doing well. Joel, where can the people find you?
1: I'm at Joel Pearl. God, I'm everywhere. I really am. Just... Go 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 on my socials at Joel Pearl J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. L P A R L. You'll find me in the weeds tomorrow, Friday morning, with Jeremy Lambert, 10 a.m. Eastern on Fightful Overbooked. Books. Uh, we have some really really good guests. We're gonna have uh, who was our guest tomorrow? I have to find out. Uh, Dave Schilling, who is a former WWE writer, he is going to be joining us tomorrow to talk about uh, that lawsuit that was recently levied
2: we're gonna wolfenstein
1: yeah he's gonna join us around 11 30 a.m but until then we're gonna talk about plenty of stuff including roderick strong and all the other news of the day so come and join us in the weeds fightfuloverbook.com 10 a.m eastern uh and then follow me like i said at Joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-r-l ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you in the next one cheers
0: bye